Welcome to the Salted Carmel Podcast. This is a podcast where we get to show the Lord's glory stories and everyday parishioners' lives like yourselves. My name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And with me is the always animated Jody Curtis, my co-host. Jody, who's our guest today? Dave, our guest today is Gary Galvin. Gary, thanks so much for joining us today. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your connection to Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Sure. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Um, and I'm thrilled to be here. So it's <clears throat> so a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm not sure how far back you want me to go. Um, uh, birth. birth. <laughs> All right, we'll go a while. Let's start with baptism. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't remember it as I was an infant, but uh, born and raised um, in the Detroit area. So grew up outside of Detroit. Um, I'm the youngest of five. Um, went to college at the University of Dayton. And um, that's where I met my wife, uh, Sarah. And um, Sarah and I moved to Indianapolis um, in 2002. We got married uh, in 2002. We actually moved to Indianapolis and got married uh, all within the same month. And um, now we uh, live in Carmel. We have um, five kids, Sophia, Isabella, Timmy, Miriam, and Teddy. Um, I'm in business, so I, um, I run a professional services business. And um, I would say that Sarah and I are at that stage. Um, we're at that stage in our life where we're uh, where we're very involved with what our kids are are doing, and um, and as a result, we feel we're very involved with Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And so we're, I would consider us as maybe active parishioners. I mean, we feel that it's definitely a part of our community. So. Nice. What, what do you guys do for volunteer stuff at Our Lady? Well, the big part of volunteering, um, I mean, right off the cuff, I mean, I, I would say sports. Yeah. So sports, sports ministry is, is, is very uh, important and tons of fun. Love it. I, I absolutely love it. So, <clears throat> um, so my, my big hobby, my pride and joy uh, as I started the lacrosse program at at Our Lady started up in 2017, and uh, we've been growing ever since. We've been real blessed to have great kids and kids from our parish, kids from our school, kids from our community um, who want to be a part of our program. Um, we have programs all the way from uh, second grade, first grade, second grade, all the way up to seniors in high school. Oh. Uh, it's a very fast growing program. Uh, we have programs to develop the athlete to develop um to develop not only the lacrosse player but the but the athlete as a whole um all year long so we're just we're just very blessed and 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 what you know what our parish has really given to uh to me to be able to start this program and kind of build it up is is just phenomenal so sports is the big one so so lacrosse is definitely the holy spirit is working through me on that and I could feel it. Um, but I also coach football. I coach basketball. Um, my wife, Sarah, she runs the cross country program. Oh. Pun intended. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> pun was no pun intended. Um, so <laughs> good one. So, uh, 
we, um, so she runs that. She's very passionate about that. I, uh, you know, being home and, and quarantined through the fall, um, and seeing how hard she worked on practice plans was, was inspiring. Wow. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, I would say that we, um, Sarah probably does a lot more with school than I do. Um, you know, I help out from time to time, or I might come in to, to do things there, but, um, other things around school, church, whatever I kind of have a calling for, I'll be able to help out with. So, um, so our lady of Mount Carmel is, I mean, it's, it's a part of our everyday life. It seems like, I mean, it's, um, we feel very involved and very blessed to be involved. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. We could tell the myriad <laughs> of things, uh, you want to just start from the beginning. How did our lady become important in your life? Let's start from scratch. How did the faith become important in your life? Wait, what was faith that? or church? I mean, faith or our, or our lady of Mount Carmel? Faith. Okay. Faith. So, um, you know, I've heard a few of these podcasts and, and I, I absolutely love the stories. You've been blown um, away, right? At our hosting skills too. I, I mean, the host, the, I mean, I fast forwarded through the interviews. To only get to be the host <laughs> so they love our questions. This yes, yeah. <laughs> get to the questions. <laughs> so the stories are phenomenal about how people uh, grew up either with, without a faith or with very little faith or, with a struggling faith and, and, um, and how they've really grown, you know, my story on the other hand might be kind of common and, but, uh, I feel like I've had a strong faith my whole life. I mean, born and raised Catholic, um, you know, from, a from a family where it was Catholic school from first grade all the way through college. Um, everything was, was Catholic, Catholic sports, Catholic programs, hung out with Catholic friends. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I can say this, but I remember being super young and you were either Catholic or public. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. I have. Yes. I went to, I went to a Catholic school and what I would hear is that we would pay for God's love. And so I'm sure that I used to ask my parents, why, why aren't they going to church? Because they're public. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and then I thought the government, before. I thought the government was that public that they were talking about. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I was young. I was young. So, but anyway, so I, uh, um, so everything I did was, was, uh, you know, I tell people now that I grew up in an area very similar to Carmel, grew up in a church, very similar to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Um, my kids have a very similar experience to what I'm, what I had as a kid. So, um, so my faith was, you know, as a kid, I just always remember going to church. So it was always there. Um, now, one thing I will say is um, I do remember like really growing strong in my faith as a kid um, and having what I felt was a strong faith, you know, when I was in, out in grade school, but having a strong faith and questioning why don't my friends or am I the only one that kind of feels like this and, and trying to kind of hide it, like still trying to be cool mm -hmm. um, and trying to hide it. So uh, I kind of just always kept it to myself. And um, <clears throat> so I really felt like, um, you know, when I was young and I would say third grade, third grade, I vividly remember 
um, going to my brother's football game. My brother was older and he had a football game at another parish. And I remember um, vividly going into the parish where this football game was probably to use the bathroom or some, or something. I don't know. But, but I went in there with my dad and on our way out, there was like this basket, like this wicker basket of all these metal crosses. And I see them around a lot. Maybe you have, you've seen them too. Um, and my dad said, well, just go ahead and grab one. Cause I think there was a sign that said like free take one or something. And um, I was thrilled. Like I took one and I remember like that cross, I prayed with it like every single night um, throughout grade school and uh, just really enjoyed prayer and um, but always prayed in my bedroom, like never prayed in public, never prayed in the family room, always prayed in my bedroom. Um, I, uh, uh, you know, and my parents were great. I mean, my, they are great. My parents are great. And um, they always you know, and I tell them now, like they, they put us in a position as we grew up to always make sure that um, we could be successful and that faith was always at the forefront. And I remember being a kid, I, I went to this summer camp um, up in Gaylord, Michigan. It's fantastic. I'm tr- I try to get my son to go there, but my wife keeps reminding me that it's eight hours away from where <laughs> we are now, but it's, it was called Camp Santa Maria went there for five summers and it was a all boys Catholic camp church in the morning, um, uh, a chapel in the evening, like a chapel reflection in the evening The counselors were seminarians. And it was just like, it was such a great influence um, to just see these guys who you looked up to. They were probably what, like young twenties, maybe some of them were in their teens. They probably wouldn't have been in their teens, but young 20s, they're studying to be a priest, but they were athletes. They were counselors. They were they were funny. uh, They were strong. I mean, they were all the things that boys look up to from from a kid, from a guy that's that age. And just to see them pray and to see um, just the Holy Spirit move through them was just inspiring. Gary, at that point in your life, were you more comfortable with sharing your faith or being a little more uh, community-based rather than holding it in your bed by yourself? No, not, not at that point. No. No, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was still, um, uh, I still, I mean, I prayed like with my family, like we would pray whether it was before meals or, um, the rosary or something along those lines. But, but if I was to pray the rosary, I would go, go off on my own and do it. I would pray before games and I would try to hide the way like my hands would be like, maybe I was more thinking about the game, but I was really praying before the game. (laughs) Um, yeah, but, but I remember being at a very young age and just really, um, enjoying the faith and, um, uh, really enjoyed the books, really enjoyed, um, learning a lot about my faith um, at that level. Right. So, um, I would say like, you know, the faith was always a part of my upbringing and it was, it was everywhere. I mean, it was everywhere that I associated with because of where we were positioned with Catholic schools, sports, uh, family events was always, always some Catholicism around. So that's awesome though. I mean, 
I I don't know. You say it's a common story, but I pray that it's more common. I, I don't think it's as common as you think of yeah. being as invested in the faith. I think it's a, a testament to the great decisions your parents have made and the faith of your parents, you know, and now you're passing that down to your family, you know, through your faith and Sarah's faith. And so I, so far I'm liking it. I, I think you're thinking you're just a typical, you know, I was Catholic, always Catholic, love the faith. I was like, no, this, this is how it should be like good Catholic families surrounding by, you know, Catholic environment. Like, I don't know. I, you can ramble all you want. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Well, you know, and I, and I appreciate that. And it's, um, I, it is, I mean, the faith, it's always, it's always been a center of, um, of what I've done. And, um, so, yeah. Nice. So then living life in Christ has basically just been living your life. <laughs> well, I'd like to think so. I think I do that better now than I did as a kid. I wish, you know, knowing what I know now, I wish I uh, maybe had the opportunity or took advantage of some of the things that um, maybe my kids are experiencing now. So I'm thrilled that my kids are experiencing some of these things to, to really enrich them and help them grow their minds and really help them grow um, in their faith. But um, I would say like as a kid, uh, you know, living like living life was living the faith. I, I think so. But there's also a lot I did not know. Mm -hmm. uh, I was ignorant a lot as well. And um, not sure if it was because I wasn't taught or I just didn't listen. I'm not sure. But knowing what I know now, I wish I knew a lot of that then. And uh, I mean, church, church was Sunday mass. Church was holy days of obligation. Uh, Lent, you give up something. Um, there's a little piggy bank that you put money into at Lent. Mm -hmm. um, no meat on Friday. Um but that was it. I mean, I wish there was more that I did. And, um, do you ever, did you ever have a time where you felt distant from the faith? Distant? Uh, I would say I probably, there was probably times where I felt, uh, distracted from the faith. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel I ever was like distant, but more distracted with a lot going on in my life or my priorities were shifted. You know, I still made a point to go to mass, um, and still made a point to do that, but probably left mass ready to go do some, something else. Mm -hmm. um, so there's probably a lot of those points throughout my life. Um, but I don't think there was a time where I was distant from my faith. Um, I really do feel fortunate and I'm really, I'm really grateful that, um, you know, I just kept on growing on it uh, or growing in my faith. Gary, what do you see your kids experiencing that you didn't experience? Okay. So trying to think about how much I could go into this. <laughs> it, can, it can be as little or in depth as you prefer. So my feeling, and I've talked to priests, I've talked to um, educators, I've talked to other people who've agreed with me. Um, so, but I don't know if this is fact or what, but, but my feeling is that the generation that I grew up in and the, and the Catholic gener and the Catholic curriculum at that time um, was watered down based on what maybe our kids are experiencing 
or what the generation ahead of us, probably in the 50s and 60s, were experiencing. But I kind of feel that between the 70s and maybe the mid-90s, uh, the, category, or, um, the Catholic curriculum was very watered down. Mm. A lot of it was memorizing. A lot of it was, um, uh, you know, you kind of knew these things. And you had to remember the order of the church and the sacraments and because you had a test on Friday or you had a test on Thursday and that was about it. But, um, but that was it. I mean, I, I loved my grade school, loved my high school, no retreats, no, um, no, uh, um, nothing outside of school and outside of church. Sorry. Yeah. Not nothing outside of school and church except for sports did I know exist. I thought there was, I thought you pray with your teachers, you pray with your parishioner, with your uh, priest, you pray with your coaches, you pray with, with your family. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was retreats. I didn't know that there was all these other things that you could take advantage of. Maybe there was, and I didn't see it um, or I ignored it, but um, I don't think a lot of it was offered. I remember being in high school and questioning why there wasn't any retreats or anything more. They had a daily mass and I went to that a few times and questioning, why doesn't anybody know about this? Like there was a priest who ran a daily mass in his classroom. Um, but like nobody would go cause nobody knew about it. Uh, so now what I see is just, it's unbelievable. I mean, what my kids are learning, um, what other kids in other dioceses, um, friends that I know in other dioceses and what their kids are learning and, and what the curriculum is uh, just makes me so thrilled that they're going through the Catholic faith. And I'm learning more from my daughters and my sons that I, um, or, or I'm learning new stuff from them that they're learning that I didn't even know. Um, they're teaching me prayers. They're, they're teaching me uh, praying habits, ways to do things that I never even knew. Seeing what the high schoolers are doing with retreats, with community service, with, uh, um, oh, to see to see the presence of deep of uh, sisters and priests with with the students. I mean, so so I went to a school. So I was taught in high school by by the Bazillions. Are you guys familiar at all by the Bazillions? No. So the Bazillions is a is a teaching order out of Canada. Uh, I think it's out of the Toronto area, <clears throat> Saint Basil. So um, these priests were awesome. So I, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, high school to where there was priest and the priest would teach you. And they would, they were awesome. They were, it was a great school. And um, you were intimidated by the priest. It was kind of fun. Like a priest would punch you and then you would see him doing confession with, with you the next day, right? <laughs> now the punching was all in fun. So I don't know who's listening to this, but the punching was... <laughs> was a good, hey, you got to do your homework, boom, right? <laughs> um, but uh, so the priests were always there. So, so there was priests there and priests were always part of, of our lives in uh, high school. Um, but what I see now where the priests are encouraging these kids to consider uh, a priestly vocation or they're considering the women to consider a, a vocation of, 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 um, of religious orders is just something I never saw as a kid. And so, um, it's wonderful. I mean, it is, it is truly wonderful what 
these kids and what the Catholic curriculum um, is, is doing now. Yeah, nice. Gary, it sounds like you've been surrounded your entire life with some holy and faith-filled people. Who is your biggest faith influencer? Okay, so I have um, my mom and my dad, uh, definitely them. Sarah, Sarah is, um, uh, she, her, the faith that I see with her and how much she knows about the faith and how, how well she's able to articulate the faith. Um, like for somebody who, like she has a gift of evangelizing and I don't think she knows it, but she can explain things so nicely and so eloquently that it makes sense. Like if, if one of our kids comes to us with a question about religion, I'm just like, well, that's what the book says. <laughs> Sarah, would be, Sarah would be able to explain it much more eloquently. Um, and then um, my Aunt Rosemary, my Aunt Rosemary, uh, I, um, <clears throat> when I grew up, I went to school with her son, my cousin, we were in the same grade. And so she was around a lot. And she, um, she did not take her final vows. So she, she wore a habit and all that, but, but, um, you know, she definitely discerned on going to the married life instead, uh, just before her final vows. So she was, she was holy. I mean, she was that person that when, when you walked in, she like, I would like, I would imagine like those halo that you see <laughs> in, in the paintings going around her. And so she was a great influence. She was, um, uh, she did a lot with, with teaching me about my faith throughout, throughout grade school. So, awesome. well, we're running a little bit out of time. So I'm going to ask you one last question. Uh, every, every week, you know, is a new week. We go through the, the battle of life. How are you staying a good disciple in your faith? How are you staying salty? We would say, what are you doing to keep your faith strong? Yeah, I would say learning, um, trying to learn as much as possible. Um, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot going on in our life. We have five kids. Uh, I, I run a business. We do a lot of volunteering at um, school and uh, with sports and at church. So it's life is busy, but I would say learning. Um, you know, my best way to learn right now is podcasts. I, um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Catholic podcast and a lot of fun, fun ones too. So don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fun podcasts out there too. Uh, but I would say learning about my faith. Um, this is really a time where I'm learning stuff much faster than I ever have. And um, that's probably how I stay salty. And what about you, David? How do you stay salty? I, I stay salty with a regular confession. That's probably my, my savior. <laughs> regular confession? Yeah. Oh yeah, every every I didn't two know weeks. You oh, <laughs> all the time. Can't go a day. And what about you, Jody? How do you stay salty? I so I'm going to give my testimony tomorrow, and I had the exact same answer as you had. So now I'm going to have to think of a new answer. Um, but I too am a big podcast nut, so I listen to Edward Sree and Father Mike Schmitz. Those are Catholic things you should know. Is another one. Which one? Who? Catholic things you should know. You guys oh. heard? Catholic no. answers. You guys listen to that? No, no. That's the one I listen to the most. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. 
David, would you like to end us with a prayer, David? Yes. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for Gary's family. Thank you for Gary's parents and for his aunt Rosemary and for everybody that you have placed in his family tree to help lead him, lead his generation, lead future generations of Galvins closer to you and closer to heaven. Lord, we pray that all these Galvins can lead others, can evangelize, can create more and more lacrosse teams so that everybody gets to heaven. Lord, we ask this all in your name as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, come. thy Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give Give us today our daily bread, daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.